switched on on F104 and normally we do this on a Sunday but we think that tonight is the best time as any to do one. We're going to be doing first gig and we're joined by Stephen from The Academic. Hello. Hi Louise, how are you? Good. So tell me, what was the first gig you ever went to? My very first gig was a great gig. It was, and I'm sure probably lots of your listeners were there. It was Oasis in Slane Castle in, it was either 2008 or 2009, but I think it was 09. That is very and, cool. And Slain. Yeah, and the lineup was incredible. It went from the Blizzards, who are from Mullingar as well, into Las Vegas, into Kasabian, the Prodigy, and then Oasis came out and headlined. Wow. And I went with my brother Matthew, who's in the band, and our dad brought us along to that. And that was my f- my first ever gig was Slain Castle. That's pretty cool, because they do range from kind of cringy to pretty cool. And that's a very cool one. It is, it is. I, my, I spent like my, my early teenage years like fully convinced that Noel Gallagher was, was a god and uh, you know I had like the bad Britpop haircut and all mm-hmm. that. It was, uh, it's not a time I look back on like massively fondly but you know it's, <laughs> uh, it, was, it was a great gig. Is there anything about the gig that kind of sticks out in your head more so than something else? Yeah, the, the Prodigy being on before mm-hmm. Oasis, like people who know the Prodigy's music will know that like the energy to have them on before Oasis was was very strange, and I just remember like people's food and drinks, and like I remember like curry chips and bottles of beer being flowing up in the air while Prodigy were doing like Firestarter and all that kind of stuff. And then the vibe came down a little bit for Oasis after that, and I remember even like it was that was my first gig. I remember thinking like I don't know if that's normal. <laughs> But it's so interesting what the brain holds on to as well, because as soon as you said the chips, the curry chips, like you get these images that pop into your head. Like that's something that, that I think is at every gig and festival. Yeah, I, I imagine everyone, like, I think I have a memory like that probably from every gig I've ever been to. But uh, that's that's definitely the one that sticks out to me. I rem- yeah, I remember it was, it was a really great gig and it, like we had a hometown band on first nice. in the blizzards yeah. and stuff. So like that was... It kind of made me realize, you know, kind of how how far people from where we're from could go. Mm-hmm. At that point, had you started music yourself? Yeah, yeah, I was in. I was. I was. Let's see. I was thirteen, probably, and I was in cover bands, and we'd. I'd started like toying with the idea of writing songs in our first bands and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I was like, I was really kind of tuned in and interested. Yeah. Do you remember your own first gig? Yeah, it was in my school in Westmead. It was in it was in Rochford Bridge, which is where me and all the lads went to secondary school. And yeah, I would have been like maybe twelve in first year, and the other guys were a little bit older. And there was an after party after one of the school musicals, and we went up there and we played a cover of Kids by MGMT, mm-hmm. and. I can't remember what else. Maybe On Call by Kings of Leon and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I was in school. Do you remember the feelings before you went on stage? Yeah, I remember like the sweaty palms and stuff <laughs> like that. And yeah, I remember... I see I'm two years younger than everyone else in the band. So I remember like knowing that everyone kind of that we were playing for was more of the other lads' ages. So okay. I, I remember feeling really young. That's what stands out to me. So was it with the academic then in school that you performed? It was. It wasn't the academic. It was three quarters of the academic, wow. a different drummer, and our band name was the Frescos. Very cool. Any footage anywhere of that? 
Oh, plenty, plenty. <laughs> my my dad was amazing for that. He brought like the you know like the early digital VHS uh, style. Yeah, I've got tons and tons of footage of me from yeah pretty much from ten years old all the way up till now amazing. playing music. Yeah. That'll be very cool to look back on in a few years and go, oh my God, I forgot that that happened and that we did that. Yeah, me and, me and Craig, the singer in the band, started to do it the other night. We started to go back through stuff. Nice. And I don't know, I think maybe we realised there's a documentary in there somewhere, but also mm. nostalgia is a weird thing. I felt very strange after watching it back. Absolutely. It brings up all these memories, doesn't it? Yeah, and feelings and just stuff mm. that you, maybe you forgot how you looked that year or you've you see someone in the crowd and you're like, I forgot about that person. It's very strange. Yeah, very. Is there any advice that you were given maybe around that time that has always stuck with you? I think everyone's experience in, in music, to my, I've never met two bands or two musicians that have had the same kind of trajectory or the same thing happen to them. I honestly think the the best thing is, is to just kind of trust your gut. If it like if it doesn't feel right, it's probably not right. Mm-hmm. I think I think following your instincts is like I know that that's that that's probably not very useful. <laughs> people are probably looking for better advice than that. But I don't know. I'd be skeptical of people who think they have it all figured out because music is so different for every single person I know who like does music. No one's had the same experience. So just try and trust your gut. It's so true because. You, as you say, someone's advice is not necessarily going to be the right advice for you, and you might take it on and then be like, "What? What am I doing with this?" So yeah, I totally, yeah, I totally see that. I'm kind of skeptical of people who give out too much advice mm. in, in the music industry. I don't know. It's just, I don't know. <laughs> that's that's a piece of advice in itself. You know, watch yeah. some people. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you guys are recently back from a tour of the US and Canada. How was that? It was long. It was amazing. But we were, we were nine weeks in America. We did four weeks mm-hmm. of a headline tour and then we had a week off. And then we did four weeks opening for Louis Tomlinson from One Direction. He had us opening for his tour. Very cool. So it was amazing. You name a place in America or Canada, we, we went there and we played for some people. Did you get to see any place while you were there? Did you get much time? Yeah, loads. Lots of places that we got to go for the first time that we had never been to on our previous trips. We went to Salt Lake City for the first time. Nice. And I'd never been there. It was incredible. And then we were in Vancouver for the first time. And there was mountains of Irish people there and lots of Canadians too, obviously. But it, that was really sweet. That was a place that we'd done Toronto loads of times. So I'd never managed to catch Vancouver. So it was lovely to see that. What's the best thing about touring? Um... I guess it's when I like when you're about a week or 10 days into a tour Mm -hmm. and you start to feel the rhythm of it. You start to get in a routine and it starts to feel like home, even though you're on the road. Mm -hmm. It's it's, that feeling is kind of what I like because I'm always very stressed at the start. and I'm always kind of very tired at the end. (laughs) But there's like there's like a sweet spot right as you start to get in the flow of things. That is just a really, really good feeling. Yeah, it's almost as if you're settling into it and settling into the new rhythm of life for the next while. Exactly, exactly. And now you're back in Ireland. You're going to be doing Bulmers Live at Leopardstown tomorrow evening. What is it like being back in Ireland with the rain? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a it's a lot. It's a very it's a very wet July, but um, I don't know. It's lovely to be home, and I, like we haven't we haven't done an Irish gig in in a, in a very long time now. Actually, now that I think about it, mm. so. To get in front of an Irish crowd tomorrow at Leopardstown and, you know, got a few pals coming along, some friends and family. That's always a really nice thing. But, yeah, I mean, we've we spent the last 
few months playing for crowds across North America and kind of mainland Europe and the UK. We haven't managed to sneak in on Irish gig in far too long, so it's mm-hmm. way overdue. And this can be your only headline gig in Ireland for, for this year? Yeah, yeah, well, I, I, I believe so. We've got a few <laughs> festival bits that are going to be fun. Um, but yeah, that's like, I mean, that sounds right to me. We've got nothing else planned. But your luck. You'll get to enjoy tomorrow evening. Hopefully the sun will come out for you. Yeah, I think it's looking okay. I might have to do some kind of like... Rain dance, summer dance. Yeah, I don't know. Exactly. What, what is the equivalent? Exactly. I'm not sure. <laughs> we'll yeah, I, I was just... A, yeah, sun dance maybe. <laughs> Stephen from The Academic, thank you so much for chatting to us. Thanks for having me on. Thank you.